Welcome to the Get Online Podcast with Stacey Keogh. Today, I am joined by Marina Conway-Gordon, who is a content coach. She shows brand leaders and teams how to articulate the real beating heart of the brand online and start talking about the things that really matter to their community. In late 2018, she founded The Real Life of Brands, a content consultancy and media production company which helps brand leaders to raise their profile in an authentic way, using content that highlights real themes and stories. With previous years spent in marketing content creation, fundraising, media writing, and brand documentary through social media, not to mention eight years as a holistic therapist, she combines these skills to shine a light on the humans in business and the purpose that drives the brand. Real Life of Brands is also a growing non-promotional platform for real stories from behind brands with the aim of fostering more authenticity and empathy in business. When not creating stories, Marina can be found reading graphic novels or kicking pads at her local Thai gym. If you want to talk Netflix, you'd better put the kettle on. She's got a lot to say, and I'm so excited to have her joining the podcast today. And a huge welcome today to Marina Conway-Gordon. Hi, Marina. Hi, Stacey. How are you doing? Very well. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. So welcome, welcome. I want to jump straight in here and talk a little bit about, or I guess my first question is, why is it so important to be real these days online? Hmm. It's a good question because I think some people kind of go, is this a trend? Like this whole authenticity thing, you know, lots of things get bandied around social media. Like why is this one more than a trend? Like what, what is it about? And I think the thing is, well, there's a lot of things that go into it, and especially in 2020. But I think what's become really apparent to businesses and also to anybody engaging with businesses, so that would be customers, clients, followers, is that we want to engage with a person. There is brand activity and some of it we follow, you know, Nike and brands like that. They do beautiful RT content sometimes and it's great. But most of the time we want to be engaging with a person because ultimately social media it's about communities it's about people it's about meeting people hearing people's opinions and finding like-minded people so it's kind of no longer enough really to have just a brand Uh, people want to know the who makes up the brand yeah Who, who are the people behind this brand what is their story are they aligned with my values? And, you know, anyway, I'll stop there because like I feel like we can go to Yeah, values. I mean, I totally, I think what we're kind <laughs> of saying all, here is yeah, that. we can break it up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's a lot to talk about, I think. So what I'm kind of hearing is where we've, we've sort of got this need now for the personal brand and understanding a little bit more about what's under the surface. So I really can't wait to dig into that with you. Obviously, now you run a business called The Real Life of Brands, but I'd love to hear a little bit about how you got there. So tell us about how you got started or what's your story to to leading to starting this business? Yeah, absolutely. So a couple of years ago, I I had just finished a role uh, doing content marketing for a property business, a boutique property business, and it had gone really, really well during that time. It, it was when Instagram was really coming up and people were kind of going, wow, look at the possibilities here, what we can do and how creative we can be. We had done a lot of personal branding. We tried a lot of stuff. 
And it had been a, a huge ride. It was amazing. And I, I sort of came out of that role and I thought, okay, what am I going to be doing now? I still want the creativity. I still love the people. I still love the stories. So yeah, what do I want to do with this? And um, initially I sort of thought, well, you know how you have that thought and you're like, well, the next thing would be like to do the next level of this, you know? So I was sort of like, you know, maybe it needs to be like more high end or something. And I had this conversation with myself for a bit. And then I was actually, I went on a, on a trip away. I, I went to Mexico and um, I just kind of had this epiphany on the beach. I was trying to, I was trying to take a selfie on the beach. And um, as you do, being as you guilty. Do, you know, everyone looking up and down, everyone was doing the same thing. But I just kind of thought, I was putting all this thought into really how this selfie had to look. And I found that there was so much chat in my mind about angles, how to like really get this effective shot. And I suddenly was like, I'm not sure, like, what am I doing? Where is this mm. going? Um, is this real or am I creating something that's yeah. yeah? Yeah, exactly. And and is this me? I mean, I was at a particular place in my life where you, yeah, I just kind of finished one crossroads and was looking towards a new down a new road. And I kind of thought this isn't really me. And then I started to think about it um, just over the time I was there. And I thought, what is it that the world's really engaging with now? And what I was starting to see and what I continued to see over the last two years before now was just how much people are moving towards voices that are very authentic, people telling real experiences, people also talking about imperfection a lot. There was just slowly, a couple of years ago, it was starting to come through. People were saying, you know what, I'm tired of brands wanting to meet me to look like this, to sound like this, to, you know, like stop giving me an image of what I should do. Like what, what I want to do is be me, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what I was starting to see coming through. Also, you know, we're in the, in the middle of Brexit at the time <laughs> and people were kind of really calling for things about that were truthful, you know, people yeah. were really saturated with kind of hearing another sort of set of misinformation about something. And I think all of these things started to come together. So unfortunately for me at the time, I then was totally unclear about where my business was going to go. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, I had this idea that was quite simple and now it's not simple anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like really it took probably realistically another like 18 months of really picking through these ideas, seeing what things were happening online, seeing how these communities were being built around very real messages, very real concerns about a particular issue that some people have, you know, mental health, physical health, obviously politics plays into it a bit, but also the uh, eco things, you know, how are we looking after the planet? How are we looking after ourselves? Mm. How do we best work with each other? All of these things started to really get a light shone on them. And I, so yeah, it took a while to sort of pick through it, but I thought, I know there's something here. Like there's, there's something about us becoming much more real much more authentic, much more ourselves. And more than that, though, that it would be okay. Not only would it be a good idea, but actually it might even be something that propels us to the next level. And, and yeah. that's really fascinating. About it. But yeah. Do you think it's more that are consumers now or we as social media users, are we sick of seeing something that's unattainable or unachievable? Is that where this desire for just seeing something far more authentic stems from? You know, I'd love to say that we're all going in that direction, but, you know, there's the Kardashians are still really laughed. <laughs> I don't want to, like, put this all on the Kardashians, but, you know, a lot of people would say they're sort of 
a very um, high level version, you know, the yeah. cameras, lighting, you know, everything. It's incredibly staged and, and curated. And I wouldn't say everybody's gone off that by any means. But yeah. I do think that when it comes to the people kind of I engage with a lot, like small businesses and some of the larger brands now are cottoning on as well, that there's fewer places to hide. Like people really want to know who you are, for you to be upfront and visible and honest. And um, I think it is going out of fashion. And the thing is, you might have your sort of niche of, let's say you had a really niche brand and it was super curated. You'd have a bunch of people who, who loved it and all of that kind of thing. But the way social media works now is that you're also going to have a whole load of people who are kind of slinging mud at you for that reason, you know, which yeah. is quite tricky for brands to navigate. Well, you've mentioned a really interesting thing there right at the beginning of that sort of epiphany you had on this beach in Mexico where you're like, am I creating this image to be something that's just unauthentically myself? What went through my mind as you said that is I was like, I was actually at a very glamorous hotel last year. It's called the Giraffe Manor in Kenya and it's beautiful. It's the most Instagrammable hotel that you will ever go to. You may have seen it where you've got giraffes leaning through the windows. You have breakfast with them, etc. I very strategically planned what I would wear while at Giraffe Manor. Nothing overly glamorous, but I was thinking, okay, to get the perfect Instagram shot, I need to wear something very plain and simple. So I, you know, for example, if I'd worn a pattern, it might con- conflict with the giraffe pattern that they have on their bodies and I don't want to take away from that you want this like sort of safari looking image you know so I'm absolutely guilty of being in that situation where it's like to get a really great photo that I'm going to be really happy with to look back on in 10 years 20 years 50 years to be like oh wasn't this a beautiful experience I was strategically thinking about that and you just kind of made me think like that's, yeah, that's not necessarily a good thing, is it? It's like, why am I worried about that? Why am I not just enjoying the moment of kissing a giraffe in the morning at 6am in the morning through a window, you know, like that's a pretty amazing thing to do. So I think um, it is conflicting because I had another thought as you were just talking there about the Kardashians, because I'm really guilty. And I know you have teased me about this in the past about watching Keeping up with the Kardashians. Oh, I cannot help myself. <laughs> yeah, you have, yep. <laughs> and I don't know what it is because I do, I do agree with you that something has hugely shifted with them from the beginning to where they are now, where it's not real anymore. Like the way that they look is just so abnormal and unrealistic and fake that they're not the same sort of family that I think they were. Let's go back to like season one, for example. However, there is still an element that I find fascinating with regards to the family. Like sometimes I see the way that the sisters are interacting or even the way that they fight. I'm like, oh my God, that's so my family. Like I can actually see the, like some of the behavior within the relationships. I see that in some of my everyday life. So it's not that it's so far removed. I think, you know, in terms of the way they look, of course, but sometimes the relationship, it still is quite appealing to me. So it, this is where it gets confusing, right? Because if we're trying to establish a brand online, whether that is for our business, whether it is our own personal brand, is there a line? Are there rules? How do we figure out how much to show and how much of it should be curated and how much of it should be just completely transparent? 
I think you brought up such a good point because obviously like what you described with the uh, kissing the giraffe in the morning, like, I don't want to say there's anything wrong with like planning a really good shot, you know, I mean, uh, as, as creatives, uh, you know, many of us are much more practiced photographers now. So we, yeah, we're going to think about these things for sure. And it's not about saying like, you know, don't do that and just, you know, don't do any preparation at all. But I think it's like, at what point does it start to kind of take away from the, either the experience itself or you lose a bit of the vibe of what's going on there. And I think that's what can happen with brands online is that as followers, we kind of, we're in this moment with you, we're on this journey with you. If you are to plan it all, I something, somehow we feel that something's been lost. I don't know. We just don't process it in the same way as content, which is just in the moment, kind of maybe a bit offbeat. And we'll talk about the effect of COVID in a minute, but like, yeah. So I think where does it, you know, do your stuff, do your thing, do your creative thing. But if it's getting to a point where it's like, um, yeah, no, I guess not you, you know, or you feel that you've just over practiced yourself it. or yeah, yeah. you're going to kind of lose the, the vibe there really. Um, and somehow that's felt, I've yet to discover how this works in the brain, but somehow mm. this is like felt because whenever I did that content in Mexico where it was like and I'll sit here and I'll do 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 because I've seen such similar things I never got good engagement on those I don't know why it was just like somehow Mm. it doesn't work for me to do that it does work for me to be in the moment and I don't know why that is because I was like really how does anybody know but somehow they know and this Mm. is yeah this is the interesting thing about it but to come to your second point about you know if you're still if we're still following someone of course now there's a helicopter in the background sorry about that (laughs) um but of course yeah if you're following somebody and you're like yes it's super curated but I feel that there's something authentic to it so I think what you're feeling is that there is there is a realness to it there is real there's a real story with the Kardashian family you know they are a family (laughs) you're going to have that vibe with them you know that hasn't been made up so you're still feeling that. It's just the style of it, isn't it? So some people won't be able to get past that to the story because they can't and it's too much. And some people uh, like yourself will just be like, I don't really mind too much because I'm still connecting with the story. And that's fine. You know, I I certainly don't think we want to create like a, a real boundary where if you're not there, you're not real. And if you are there, you know, like Mm -hmm. another set of rules, I think, rules around this are, are really tricky and um we're really good at setting these boundaries and then yeah judging other people for not you know reaching this expectation so I'm keen to yeah. avoid that yeah. Uh, yeah rules are an interesting thing because I think there's a I don't know if we should call this a trend either or or whatever but there's a a lot of people are, are trying are sort of rebels these days or describe themselves as mavericks and they don't follow the rules and they like to have freedom and flexibility and creativity and all these sorts of things. But in my experience in marketing or running a business and working with clients is actually without processes and having some kind of step-by-step or you should do this or you shouldn't do that, actually there's something about that, that for clients, when it comes to content creation, if, if I'm working with, for example, someone on a personal brand, that that makes everything 10 times harder for them. They almost need to know, this is what I should do and this is what I shouldn't do. And so when I'm trying to speak to them about like, no, we just need to kind of see the real you, or we just need to see this, how you experience this, or you can definitely show this off with your kids or whatever. They're just like, too hard. 
So this is what you do, right? At the Real Life of Brands, you work with individuals to help them tell their stories and to to show the real them. So how do you move people past feeling like that? I think you're so right. I think um, it can just be completely overwhelming. It can be a bit like the equivalent of putting the camera on and going, don't worry, just just talk, you know, don't worry about it. And people just go, yes, but about what? Like, you've got to start me on something. Like, where is it? And so where I tend to start, because most people come to me already with a lot of marketing rules in their head. <laughs> and I do, you know, I do as well. We pick up lots of stuff and we're like, this is the way it works. You do, you know, and this is the way you attract clients and, and blah, blah, blah. And you've got to talk about a call to action. You've got to do this. You've got to do this. And so what I try and do is firstly go into that a bit. So I'll take that kind of, I, you know, we all do a client avatar. Many of us are sort of uh, familiar with this where you pick your kind of ideal client and you, yeah, start to see who they really are. What I do at that stage, so I start with something very familiar like that. So they'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I know a bit about this. So I can tell you about my ideal client. Who is my audience? They're like, oh, yeah, I get that. I get that audience. Audience is fine. But then I push them really quite far down that road in terms of who is this person? Tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. So not just their age, their gender, uh, their profession, you know, maybe where they hang out online. Really, I'm kind of like, what concerns this person today? What kind of things are they thinking about today? What other things have they got going on? Because the reason as well is because once you really get deeply into it, you see how much more content possibilities are available to you mm. that are all real, right? They're all real to this person. They're all, and they're probably real to the brand owner. You know, there's that connection between experiences. So I just get them to kind of really go, okay, Let's see this person more as somebody that we've that you're meeting. You know, what what are the kind of questions, what kind of conversation do you have? You wouldn't constantly be like, but do you need one of these? You know, or, or do you know, imagine that you're kind are of you by this. What about yeah, this service? Exactly. How about, how about that? Oh, have you got that challenge? Well, here's the solution. You know, you'd be you'd be like, So yeah, do you have kids? Oh right. You know, you'd you'd kind of start getting into a and that to me is where social media really is. It's like, you know, you're having a conversation as though as though the person is in the room, but they're online. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so you've got this opportunity to talk about a ton of different things that they are interested in and concern them. And you can still have your brand in there because ultimately you're looking after the client, connecting with them, building a relationship, which is all things we know work from marketing but you're just doing it in a much, much easier way. You're just removing all of that, like advertising really noise and just getting down to, yeah, we're we're almost having a beer together type thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm often asked this question. I'm probably, I'm sure that you are as well is, you know, do I really need to show off my personal brand and, and my real life? Like if, if I'm running a business and, um, let's say, for example, I'm a chiropractor. <laughs> I'm running a chiropractor business, and you know, why do my clients need to see more of me when actually all they care about is the fact they've got back pain? Well, is that all they care about, though? Because on social media, I mean, I guess if you were to do a search for a chiropractor, but then would you search for a chiropractor necessarily on Instagram? or LinkedIn, or would you just search Google? And therefore, you know, it's like a little bit removed from what we're talking about. But 
I think the thing is, what is it that differentiates us from someone else who does the same thing? So you and I are in a pretty, would we say, saturated market? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. 100%. Market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people in this in this industry. Um, you know, there's a lot of people in healthcare. I do, you know, it, it's like what differentiates me from this other person? We're both talking, we're both saying that we're a chiropractor. We're both saying how much experience we have. We're both saying the brilliant results that we've had why are they going to choose this person over this person? Yep. And and in terms of social media, it's going to be more about who is this person really? Like yeah. we, we have the same values and I don't mean, do we both support the same politician? It's more like, do we get each other? You know, do yeah. you kind of, you know, get me a bit or are you just sort of here for, yeah, to tell me what you know what you can sell me really you know yeah. why are you interested in me and pe- yeah. people want more than this this because otherwise why would we follow something it's like it's like watching a, t- a tv channel that had only ads on it why would you ever watch that channel you'd be like mm. this is the worst channel ever <laughs> yeah i'm just getting sold all the time programs <laughs> yeah, you'd yeah, be like, yeah oh my god i can't believe this is even being aired and i think that's what sort of where we got to social media like we have the freedom now and in a way we're, we're so spoiled with how much content is out there that we do not need to waste any time on something that is not speaking to us. You know, yeah. we absolutely do not. We're just like, and it's gone, but not even in my memory anymore. Yeah, totally. Um, well, no, I yeah. think it's a point you, you've sort of touched on there that essentially it's, it's about giving yourself some kind of USP, some kind of unique yeah. proposition where if we do just offer the same thing, like how do we stand out? How, how does someone make a decision? Because we don't really want them making a decision just on price or just yeah. on the same delivery of whatever the product or service is. It's like, we want them choosing us and almost like lining up for us and, you know, wanting to go on a wait list that they have to for us because there's so much of a relationship there. So sort of showing off that behind the scenes or who we are as individuals, I think is, is great because you must receive this too. And I guess this might be why a lot of people are seeking out you as a supplier to help support them is engagement, right? So we get this question all the time, which is like, how do I increase my engagement on social media? How would you respond to that question? I was thinking about this just this morning. I think I'm going to do a video on it. I think if if we can switch our minds from followers to a community and we change our mind. I think it starts with a bit of a mindset change. If you really want to engage, you have to start seeing your followers as a community, not as a bunch of unknown people who just have tags and, and, and our numbers. Because ultimately, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't speak to a prospective client as though they weren't anything more than a number. So you have to like have this uh, attitude to it. I think you have to kind of go, okay, everybody in my followership, my, my community is, is important. I want to know more about them. I want to know what they care about. And I want to have a conversation with them. So that t- when you come back to your content, you can ask yourself, is my content actually stimulating a conversation? Because if it's a one-sided statement about something which just expresses your expertise, you're not giving anyone a chance to, unless they strongly disagree and have somehow come across your content, but otherwise you're not giving anyone a chance to discuss anything. And people love talking about stuff on social media. They love talking about how things are changing. They like companies that want to know their opinion, you know, brands that are interested in them beyond what, you know, what, what they're going to buy from you. Um, yeah. So look at your content and see 
you know, is this really stimulating a conversation? I mean, we can get into like how to really do that as well. Because, yeah. Um, there's like, well, I would love to. Is there a, a sort of a process you would follow or what? how do we begin with this? After I've kind of drilled them, drilled into my clients with their avatar, I kind of get them to go, okay, so, you know, what else is happening, do you think, around this subject, around some of your core themes that you deal with with your brand? So, um, yeah, obviously some of the problems maybe that you're addressing and what you've got the solution to, but what else is happening? What, where is the public at with this right now? What are they talking about around this? Are they, you know, are they saying that eco is good? Are they struggling with some eco products? You know, what are their concerns? I'm just picking eco as an mm. example. You know, you've got to really kind of get into all of those things. And once you've done that, you, you realize, and if you just brainstorm really, really easily and just but, but kind of let your subconscious go and your head will kind of go, oh, yeah, and I read that thing. Oh, yeah, that was really interesting. Oh, yeah, this as well. And like, oh, yeah, and I was having this chat the other day with somebody about it. It's all of that kind of thing. That's where your good content is. That's where your impactful content is. You've mm. kind of got to get it out of your head, get it out of your mind first. And then you kind of go, okay, right. And then in terms of building content around that, a very simple start would be asking questions. You know, ask me a question as a, I'm following your brand. I'm obviously, I've come into your space. Ask me something, you know, talk to me. So mm. if people are kind of like, oh, but I don't know what to say as a conversation, ask a question. It's a bit like dating, you know, if it's a one-sided conversation, it's not a great date. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you come away and yeah. you're like, oh, really annoyed I spent that night you know yeah 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 <laughs> I like the dating analogy too because it's like you know nobody wants to get talked at the whole time yeah nobody wants to get talked at that's the thing and you're not giving me a chance to express myself but also I I end up feeling like you're you're not interested in me at all and, and, I, and I'm a number to you you know mm. I'm, I'm I'm someone's statistic in the marketing meeting at the end of the month and um who wants to feel like that you know yeah. and it's and social media, you know, we have this place where it's just not the same as it is offline. I think what I wanted to say as she just quickly was like, I feel like so many brands still think that it, it'll work or they're confused as to why this doesn't work. They try to take their offline brand and just put it online. So mm -hmm. they're like, I'm going to take some bits from our website. I'm going to talk about our philosophy. I'm going to say who we work for and I'm going to post testimonials. None of this. And then they're like, I'm not getting any engagement. Social media doesn't work. Um, I don't even know why I'm doing this. You know, now we've wasted all this time. And it's like, what has this got to do with anybody else? This is just yeah. you and your brand kind of singing a tune on your own. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, what's in this for anybody else? You know, yeah. and social media is conversation. That's what's in it. Yeah. I think it's interesting. I was having a conversation with someone recently about the way that brands invest actually in offline and online is really different. So we were specifically speaking about the hotel industry and so accommodation or in this particular example, it was luxury hotels where the, how those businesses invest in an experience of what it feels like to walk into a foyer. You know, they're thinking about the light, they're thinking about the sound, you know, they're thinking about, so that dictates how the, the foyer is laid out and they think about what sort of plants they need to have where to create this sort of feeling and this emotion. They think about the smell. They think about there's so many, there's so much investment that goes into creating 
that first impression and that feeling that you're going to get from that sort of environment, it's quite incredible amount the amount of money they spend on that sort of thing. So, and, and people in retail do the same thing, right? You're thinking about when someone walks into a store, the experience, the way that somebody greets you, the way that somebody communicates with you, you build a relationship. Like you, you know, you're you're having a little chat or a little bit of banter, like with the customer. Why do we think about online differently? Because you're right. A lot of times, what people think is right: get online, push the message. Here's the CTA. Why is nobody commenting on this? Um, <laughs> when it's like, you know, actually, had this been a real life experience, in, you know, in the offline world, the total investment that you would need to put into something before before someone even purchases from you, right? Someone walking into a retail store, they just browse. Not every person that walks in makes their purchase. Yeah, you've still invested in that experience. Yeah. So, but for some reason, that doesn't translate to online. Oh my god! I just you've just hit the nail on the head. I think that's the thing. It's like why, why do we expect there to be feeling where we've created no feeling? You know, like we're wanting people to. Yeah, I love your thing of like why has nobody commented? It's like why would any? What can they comment with really? I mean, they might be like, oh, I like um, Saudi Arabia. Oh, this is really random. I, you know, as a destination, I don't know, whatever. But it's like, yeah, uh, but so few people, you know. Wh- yeah. Give them something to talk about. Right, exactly. Well, also, I could go on a whole thing about vanity metrics because I think in terms of just likes and follows and yeah. comments, it doesn't. It means nothing. And if nobody actually takes a, an action through to engaging with you or to clicking through to your website, whatever the action is you're wanting them to take, that's what you care about. Who really cares whether you have likes or comments? You know, I work with a lot of sort of industries where engagement actually isn't a really high thing. Um, I've mentioned it on the podcast before, working, for example, in healthcare, when you're working with clients either in the mental health industry or, uh, you know, when people are dealing with a significant health problem, they don't want to post about that on social media. Like, they don't want to comment on a post that says, yes, I also have had these gut problems or whatever, like that's just not something that they're going to do. However, they will engage with the brand behind the scenes. You know, they will visit the website and they'll read the blog and they'll reach out to the company, but it may not show in the like and the comment, you know? So I think I could go on a whole thing about vanity metrics, but I guess um, it's all about... challenge you on one thing there, just because I do think, I know when you say when there's a personal issue, nobody's going to share on it. I think they do... But it's got to be led by a person. It's difficult to get that kind of personal reveal. If you're working in an industry like that where it's sensitive, I I think to put an expectation on this many likes, this many comments is less less important than actually does that result in a click through and actually an engage and an inquiry? I think it's, it's less yeah. important, right? As long as the message is resonating, don't get yeah. me wrong. We definitely, you know, run in Facebook ads and we get all sorts of comments, people talking about how depressed they are and, you know, some really quite severe things that, that comment through. But I would say in hindsight compared to, let's say, I don't know, luxury brand or something really beautiful, like might get more comments, but that doesn't necessarily mean you actually, the Giraffe Hotel, perfect example, right? Giraffe Manor that we talked about earlier. Loads of comments, loads of people liking. It's it's a beautiful place. It's a beautiful thing. Does everybody go and stay there and spend money there? No. So the metrics, it doesn't really add up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just think people have to be yeah. a little bit cautious sometimes of where they're putting the importance on what they're tracking, I suppose. 
Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Because obviously, when, when I start working with somebody, they want to know, how are we going to get the numbers up? Yeah, yeah. How are we going to get the follower count up? How are we going to kind of, you know, because, because I, I think there is a still a sort of like, oh, you know, you look more important, you look more established, the more numbers you have. But I think we are, do you think, Stacey, we're sort of slowly realizing that, that really doesn't mean much. There's quite a lot of published content now by, I think even people like from HubSpot and things about how important it is to have a, or, or how effective it can be to have a smaller community who's really engaged. So rather than aiming for your 10,000 followers, your 50,000, your 100K, are you really servicing and and growing a really engaged community of mm. just, I mean, even 50? You know, a lot of companies don't need, you wouldn't need 100,000 clients. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, 100%. oh my God, what a nightmare. I um, think it's um, totally changing. I mean, you've seen it happen, right, with what Instagram and Facebook have been testing across different regions where in Australia, for example, an Instagram account, you can't see the volume of likes on a post. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can on your own account as in you can see your own metrics, but it's not outwardly showing. Mm -hmm. So actually it does remove that sense. I think you were about to say sort of it gives you authority or people think it gives you credibility, for example, if you've got a large number of following. But actually if you're following a brand and you can't actually see (laughs) how much engagement it's getting or how popular they are, actually you follow them because you're interested in them, not because you think that they're a popular account, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think it's really interesting. And I think it will definitely shift the focus because, you know, even having a lot of likes can bring up judgment for people. Oh yeah. I mean, I talk to a younger generation. I've, you know, spoken to friends of mine that have, or even, you know, nieces and nephews where they're, you know, sort of the age 16, 17, 18, they will delete a photo if it doesn't reach the number of likes that they think is acceptable. Right. I'm like, what? But if you like the picture in your poster, what are you worried about? But they, they really care. And I think this is what they were concerned about was just all the focus being on that. And so, you know, the psychological kind of repercussions of that really, you know, that sort of drug feeling of like, Mm. More likes, more likes, got to check in on it, which I'm totally guilty of sometimes before when, you know, when I'm, well, when I'm just scrolling because I just scrolling too much. But, you know, like, yeah, definitely I'll kind of look at things and be like, I mean, I'm always kind of curious as to, you know, how something gets more engagement than something else. But, yeah, there's the judgment piece, but also um, you can be... Can we talk about that for a second with judgment? Because I think, you know, this comes up a lot too, and I know we we sort of started talking about it earlier. We were speaking about, like, what holds people back from, like, doing what they... from posting or... Because there's a fear element, right? And the fear comes from being judged, I think. And I know that you have spoken to a lot of people about this, probably more so than I have, on like where does that come from and what are we so worried about, do you think? For so many people, it's just kind of still a curious thing. You've got this online space where anyone could see this due to a hashtag that, you know, there's just so little control really, which, which is quite a relief in a way, but I'll get onto that in a minute. <laughs> but like initially it doesn't feel like a relief. It feels like no control over where your content's going, what your message, how your message is going to be perceived. And if you've got no control, you're, you go to that place of, is it going to be negative? The, the feedback, what if, what if we've just totally got this wrong and, you know, and then we get, and then it'll just be a nightmare and then we'll have to take it down and all of this kind of thing. And I think, I think that's probably one of the core fears is that, that people have is that they will say something wrong that will damage the brand 
or that, you know, things will just flop. But I think, I think it's worse for people to think that, that it gets a negative reaction. And so they want to, especially with brands, they want to kind of make sure it doesn't really go beyond too much of a, yeah. Well, they're like, you know, we'll talk about like being bold and standing out. Like in your last post, you talked about, you know, what are you actually doing to stand out? And people will go so far in a recognizable way, but they'll go, you know what? I'm not really going beyond that because that is totally unknown as to how this is going to be, you know, what the reaction is Which going to be. Which is the point, that point of um, pushing past that is actually where the value comes, right? I know. Because I know. Yeah. I know, right? I, I mean, I mean, I know you know because we talk about this all the time. Where it's yeah, like we no, just I'm excited because it's like it, it is. It's a really exciting place to be. That's where the engagement is. Mm-hmm. Is going beyond that. And yes, you take a risk. You do, but in a way, if you don't take any risks, though, you're not going to get anything like the engagement. And you would have put in that same amount of time, that same amount of team effort, that same amount of thinking. Yep. You're not going to be getting any any return on it. I just think it's so important, particularly for small businesses, because, you know, when you don't have a huge budget to work with, right, you don't have this huge advertising budget or this huge ability to just invest, invest, invest and trial things with your marketing. You actually have, how else do you stand out, right? The the way that you, the only way to stand out, in my opinion, is by doing something interesting and by taking a risk. And actually, if you can be quite I don't think it always needs to be controversial or polarizing, but you need to take a stand for something um, because it, it, that helps so much to communicate to your audience who you are, right? I think, you know, um, I've been talking a lot about this across Brand Active social media recently, and, and I ran a, web, a webinar earlier this week on, on a similar thing around disruptive marketing. And actually, I do talk a lot about trying to have a polarizing view on things, but that's not the only way to do it, right? I think what you're suggesting with regards to being real and showing more than just a polished, planned, curated type content is actually a really great way of cutting through some of that noise and actually building a relationship and resonating with somebody, right? It blows my mind that small businesses aren't willing to do it more because it's actually the cheapest way to get attention. That's it. Like it's, I mean, ultimately we do have this, I mean, the word free when it comes to social media is really <laughs> up to question right now, but um, you know, in, in money terms, you're not initially paying anything to be there. You do have a platform that is all yours. You know, you create the name, you create the visuals, you can create an entire space for yourself talk about whatever you want to do you know it's kind of incredible in that way and there's lots of freedom and that I do find this though as human beings we're like there's too much freedom where are the uh, and it's back to your first point of like no like don't just give me a mic and a camera like what am I going to do with that you've got to tell me you know tell me where the tell me where the safety limit is but the thing is I can't tell you that mm. I can't tell you you know and this is why we can't we can't tell what a viral you know, piece of content is like that woman with her um, chewy mask. I don't know if you ever saw that from the US, but some woman... No, what is it? Um, some woman somewhere in the US, um, you know, mid-US, I don't know, um, she bought like this uh, Chewbacca mask, but it was a Chewbacca mask that made the Chewbacca noise when you put it on. Anyway, she took a... She loved it. She just had fallen in love with this mask that she found at like Walmart or somewhere. She put it on and made a video and, you know, then she was on Ellen because it had had like, you know, five million views. 
I don't, you know, we don't know yeah. what, we don't know, but, but by that rationale, you can be sure that everyone else is taking the same risk. It's not just you, you know, yeah. Like it, yeah. therefore, yeah, if you have a day when, oh, that piece of content really flopped or, you know, somebody, you know, really countered my point in the, it's like, it's mm-hmm. by the by because yeah. actually everybody is doing that. Um, conversation yeah. is going on. Decisions are being made all the time. If you're just avoiding it because of fear, you're you're not going to get anything from social media, and then you'll become resentful because you're spending all this time on it, which is what a lot of people complain Absolutely. about. Like it takes all this time, and I'm not getting the results. You know, but you've got to have a clear message, and you've got to actually you do have to be real. I know you agree with me on this because we've I think we've both got examples of clients we've worked with in the past where we've done actually incredible work with somebody and really helped to build these quite incredible brands. And I can speak from my own experience here and I'm, I'm quite confident that you've had the same experience, which is people then approach you afterwards and go, oh my God, I love what you did with that person. Can you help me do that too? But I don't want to be as transparent and talk about this kind of stuff and talk about this negative. And I don't really want to show my family and I don't really want to talk about this. So it just needs to be a bit more businessy. And I'm like, <laughs> so, so you mean not the same thing at all. So basically you want the attention yeah. and you want the followers and you want the engagement, but you don't want to put the work into actually building the relationship is what you're saying. Like, I don't know. It's a tricky thing, isn't it? It's so true. And um, you, what you just said, like, you don't want to put the work into building the relationship. And what I do say to people like very early on is like, you know what, you're going to find that the work is not creating the content. The work is not engaging a team to do it or any of that other sort of stuff that goes with it. It's not posting times. It's not understanding the algorithm. The challenge that you're going to have is taking this risk is going beyond your comfort zone to something you didn't think you'd be talking about to making a piece of content out of that and to and to pushing post. You know, that's, that's really, that's where the work is. That's the kind of, Oh God, you know, some mm-hmm. people get that like, Oh, am I going to really post this? You know, cause they feel like somehow we've strayed way off from the brand. But, but, you know, this is the thing that I find fascinating is like, there's just, there's infinite ways we connect with humans. There, there just aren't these rules. We have obviously created it so that we can have some kind of structure and we can delegate and, 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 you know, all of this kind of thing. And, and we can measure, you know, I mean, this is another thing, you know, some people kind of go, well, how do we, me-? you know, but mm. how are we going to measure? And I sort of say, well, we've got to try a few things, you yeah. know, got to be willing to try a few things. Then we measure for sure. We look at it and we go, okay, was that working? Should we do more of that? But you can't really do that if you never try anything. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like I think tr- with the client, they, people kind of go, I want all of that. That looks amazing. What, a, what cool results. I don't want to try any of those things though. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. I don't want to take yeah. You might be better off going and buying some fake followers rather than working with us because unfortunately it's not going to result in what you're looking for. And if you're just looking for that vanity metric, then <laughs> good day to you. Um, I think I just wanted to make a point around trust because I think I've made an observation, which is, and you know, this isn't just me. This is, you know, I think we all see this, which is there's something about sharing personal stories, personal experiences beyond what our business does that helps people to trust us more. And I think, you know, if, if you have a service on offer or a product on offer, that's, you know, I was going to say mediocre, not mediocre. Hopefully your service and product is amazing. But if you are the same as everybody else in your sector, there's no real USP to differentiate yourself. If you can 
then use yourself as that USP, as you mentioned earlier, by building trust through sharing your own personal stories. That is what helps people to take an action. You know, it's like I've recently followed, so you, I think it was, was it the month of August? I think you ran the sort of day in the life of, the real day in the life of, is that what it was called? Mm-hmm. So every Wednesday you were encouraging everybody to, you know, to show us a day behind the scenes basically. And I'd never done any of that really on my social media before. And I thought, oh God, but I'm telling my clients to do it all the time. So I was like, I better, you know, <laughs> better, <laughs> I better start doing this a little bit. So I obviously participated. So every Wednesday in August, I did a day in the life of. And actually, although I would have said on specifically on Instagram, a lot of my followers, they're really our family and friends and perhaps a few acquaintances I've met networking. I would say most of my business contacts really are on LinkedIn for me. That's where I get a lot of my business. However, after doing that for those four weeks, we signed three clients. And there were people that were already within our network that were obviously already following me, but just had never really seen what I actually do. So that was amazing, right? Like, I'm like, God, I know I tell my clients to do this all the time, but why have I not been doing it for myself up until this point? And also you, you know, you were showing rather than telling and that's so different, you know, really is. Yeah. Like, you know, with, uh, especially with Instagram, obviously, but still to a certain extent, you know, you can do video on LinkedIn, like you can Mm -hmm. show me, you don't, you're not confined to, and you've got many more tools available now to, and then we're in a, then we're in a story with you. You know, we, we get to see how something goes. We get to see possibly a challenge, some thoughts, you know, yeah, some processes and you, you shared some, some really great tips as well, but it all came, it all comes across very naturally when you do it like a day in the life. It's, mm. it's not like, hi everyone, welcome. Today is my five tips for the, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've all seen that kind of content. And I, I do think we just, we switch off a bit again, but if you're just kind of going about your day, yep. being Stacey, being Marina, you know, I, I have real life of brands and you have brand elective communications. It's like, okay, this is just who we are and what we do. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think um, I know the struggle. Maybe you can share with us in a couple of moments, just like some tips for people who are, you know, if they're holding back a little bit and not sure where to start, I'd love you to share some advice. I've just got one thing that I will share that has helped me quite a bit just because I I'm sure on time, like I'm really busy. I don't have time to often be thinking, you know, my con, my client's content comes before my own content. Um, a hundred percent of the time is the honest truth. And so considering, you know, where to put my energy and how to, you know, put brand actable myself to the, to the forefront is just as much as I try to make it happen. It doesn't. So anyway, I, um, I think I shared this on my Instagram a little while ago was we just have this sort of like, it's 123 questions that were just listed out that we often will just share with clients to just say, actually, if you have a bit of a day where you're on, you struggle, just pick a question from the list and just answer it. And that's just a go-to, just do it. It makes it easy. You don't have to overthink it. So I thought, you know what, after doing those four weeks with you on the Wednesday where it was like day in the life of, I thought I actually need to take my own advice and just do this. And that's what I've been doing the last couple of weeks. I just jump on every day. I answer a question of the day. I actually never know what they're going to be. So I just look at them literally as I go onto Instagram. So, you know, sometimes they're really random and sometimes they're business related and sometimes they're personal related, but it's amazing how much more comfortable you just become just talking to camera and just telling people a little bit more about yourselves. 
my engagement has significantly increased because all of a sudden people are like, oh, I loved seeing what you, you know, my boyfriend's name's Ross and he's a chef and he's furloughed right now. So he is my personal deliver Ross <laughs> in my house. And people are loving seeing what Ross brings to my desk for lunch or, you know, um, uh, little bits and pieces that I've been sharing that are definitely not business related, but actually all of a sudden I'm a bit more human for them and they engage with me a lot more. So that's a really helpful little tip. Just pick a question and just answer it. But is there anything for you, like, I guess, for anybody who's thinking, oh my God, I really want to do this. I know it's the right thing to do for my business and I've got important stories to share, but I just can't quite get there or I don't have the confidence to do it or for whatever a million reasons or excuses people will come up with for not doing this. Like where is, where do they start? Where, what are some pointers from you? I would say First off, it's really difficult doing this on your own from scratch. And this isn't like a pitch of like, call me, I'll help. What I mean is... Um, but you would. <laughs> you are. You do have the real life of brands. But I is, do help with it. Yeah. <laughs> but, yes, yes, yes. That, you can also get started if you want by teaming up with somebody. So it's really difficult to just wake up on a day and go, I'm going to do a video today. You know, it's, it's difficult. And you will put it off probably if you're like most people. And also I've, I've done this myself before. I've gone, no, 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 yeah, yeah, I'm going to do this video on this thing and I'm going to talk about this. So it, it helps to kind of have a sort of buddy. And I sometimes say to people, like, what about getting a, a bit of a visibility, visibility buddy? Love that. Where, yeah, where you both want to raise your profile a bit, be more visible, start to do some and play around with some things but yeah you just don't want to do it alone you know it helps to really know that somebody else is in the same boat who knows you mm. uh, not just someone online and you know but like someone I, so I think yeah don't do it alone to begin with because it makes it really hard and if you don't like your first video you're going to shut yourself down because that's what we do we kind of go oh god that was awful I'm never doing that again <laughs> you know I sounded yeah. awful looked awful nobody liked it you know and, and then and then you make up your own story about whether it was any good and, and that and that that's it's a very painful place to be actually with it so I think yeah having somebody else there to bounce ideas off each other and to say you know what both of us right we're going to do this today yeah, you're going to push right. play I'm going to push play and we're going to do it <laughs> love it great perfect accountability buddy or visibility buddy sorry is what you called them right like that I'm gonna write that down as a little tip because I I actually think that's a really great point what what are your thoughts on um filters I know one thing I want to sort of of always say to people is like I'm not the real police as in like it has to be like fly on the wall grainy documentary style I I, I'm okay with filters if you want to use a filter it's all good like these tools are here to play around with and, and a lot of them are really fun and so you know it's definitely not a case of throwing that out the window but I think ah what do I feel about filters I mean this is such another conversation but like you do get these apps which entirely change your face. I mean, mm. literally change your face, your face shape, your wrinkles, yes. everything. And um, I'm extremely concerned about that for young people. I really am. Um, and I've written to some people online. And I, yeah, Apple needs to pick up their socks. And But anyway, pull up their socks even. But um, I, I don't know. If you're getting to a place where you want your face to be different in order to do this, I think I would really strongly encourage you to, to have a chat with a close friend, yeah, a coach or even your therapist or something to talk about that because 
in my experience, that compounds itself. It doesn't mm. get better, it gets worse. And you kind of go more into it rather than going, oh, well, I'm used to it and it's okay now. So I try to avoid super changing my face because if, for me personally, that makes me feel like I should be different another time and, and, and that takes up a lot of headspace for me. So I really don't recommend that. I sometimes go black and white when I'm like, you know, it's the morning and, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just, yeah. For me, it's hard, it's isn't it? Watch that for myself. Yeah. I feel the same. I, um, I try not to use any of the, you know, the actual Instagram filters and stuff as I'm talking, but, you know, I'll occasionally swipe <laughs> and use one of the, um, just like slightly colored filters. As you say, first thing in the morning, I have to go for a walk and then I'm like, Oh God, this is, if it's going to hold me back from posting it, then I'll be like, Oh, let's give it a, a little swipe just so that at least it has something. So I think it's a hard one because I agree with what you've said. I think it is troubling. There are some out there that I think are just, uh, you know, take it to a point where you can't even recognize the person that I think uh, that's not a good thing. But I, I guess what I would say on that is that if it gets to a point where it's holding you back from posting something just because you're so worried about your black circles under your eyes, then, you know, do what you got to do to just get your message out there, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like put the filter on that. And sometimes a filter brings light, you know, there's just not enough light. We can't see you properly. And the filter actually lightens everything and and makes it visible. So it's like, yeah, go for it. Yeah. I guess it's just about not, if we're not judging others, then others won't judge us, I suppose, right? There's a whole thing yeah. there to to think yeah. about. This has been really good, Marina. Like you always give me a lot to think about with regards to this, um, with regards to just telling, you know, more stories and getting more conversational and um, not worrying all the time around if the content is directly related to, you know, what we're trying to achieve in the business or whatever. So I think this has been really great. Are there any sort of final tips that you would like to share or final takeaways that you'd like to share with our listeners so that they can essentially be more real online? A bit of a reminder to begin with, we when we first went into lockdown, I don't know if you if people remember this, but the news anchors were doing things from home and they were awful looking. <laughs> they had their phone looking up their nose. You know, look, this isn't a I, they were great. Everybody listened to the news. This is what we had to do. But what, what the reason why I'm saying this is that COVID, you know, the whole events of this year have given us an opportunity to really start this from a place of very low expectations production-wise. Like mm. people are not expecting lights, camera, Kardashian teams on, you know, this whole thing. You can start speaking to your audience and getting engagement with very, very simple tech. So, you can't really use that as an excuse because everybody's doing the same thing. So I would say as long as they can see you and hear you, really important. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we do post things where we just can't actually hear what they're saying properly. Yeah. But if you've got those two things, you're ready to go. Honestly, there is nothing else to worry about with that. So that's more of a reminder um, of, of how much freedom you've got now and whereas there were previous restrictions or whatever. Um, but otherwise, I would say you know, people hate this because they're like, oh God, there's no rules, but it's like, you've got to try some things. I would say, you know, obviously I'm talking about video here, but if you set up your phone and you just go, you know what, I'm just going to record myself just talking about something for a while. So I'm going to pick a conversation that I had with my client last week and I'm going to just 
talk about it as though I'm relating the story of that to someone else, that would be a really good place to start. It's not live. You don't need to worry. You can throw it away straight afterwards if you don't. But <laughs> but I think you've got to start to hear your own voice. It's cringe. It's really cringe to begin yeah. with. And yeah, some stuff might come up for you about the way you look, your face, the sound of your voice. You might see your parent. I see my dad's face in my face all the time. <laughs> oh, wow. Do I look like my dad now? But but, you know, you will get over that. And then and then the good stuff happens because then you get to the place where you're like, oh, I know what I want to say. What I really want to articulate is this. And then you, you, you just got to get all of that fluff out the way first, though. Mm. If you don't do that, you're going to be stuck in that place. And it, yeah, it, it's really difficult place to be. Yeah. And it's difficult to move away from. So mm. yeah, you've got to be willing to try some things out. Not everybody's going to love every single thing you do online. It's impossible, yep. by the way. Mm-hmm. Nobody out there is eternally loved by everybody else online. Nobody. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody. So you're not going to be the first person, I'm afraid. You're, you're, but you are going to be a human business owner who has a lot to share, who has tons of value to share, probably has more things that they care about that are of value than they, than they even know. But to get there, you've got to, you've got to go through this. Mm. Yeah. Love that, Marina. Thank you. Appreciate that so much. So in the show notes, I'm going to link to obviously all of your social media handles so that everybody can connect with you because you are currently running a series on uh, Instagram every Tuesday night at 8.15, I believe it is, where you are introducing or sort of having these very real conversations with um, lots of different people on all sorts of topics. Is there anything you want to share a little bit uh, about that? Yeah, just I wanted to do a live series because I, I quite like this in the moment thing. And it, for me, it helps me not procrastinate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if we're just pushing record, then it off yep. we get. Done and dusted. <laughs> Done and dusted, exactly, which is another a good thing if anybody's interested. But like, and I thought, well, what am I really going to be doing this on? And I was always interested in, in real stories from behind brands. But I thought actually more urgent than that this year, I think, with everything that's happened and this, this push to be online, this push to get online, I think we all need help getting over these blocks and I'm talking about mental blocks here. So mm. yeah, fear of being visible, imposter syndrome, fear of saying the wrong thing, stepping into or being bold online. Like how do we, how do we deal with that feeling of, you know, yeah, or maybe that somebody won't like it. You know, it's all of, I wanted to get into the icky stuff a bit more and for us to resolve some of those issues so that actually we can be freer to be yeah. online. So, so it's called how to be, how to be real online. And it's I love every it. day at eight fifteen on Instagram at Marina Conway Gordon. Yeah, I love it. It's been really fascinating to watch. And actually, I can already tell you've built such an amazing little community of people who are there every week and listening and commenting and being so supportive. I think it's been absolutely wonderful. So I absolutely encourage all of our listeners to get involved, join us um, while I'm just watching Marina at 8.15 on a Tuesday and all of her lovely guests. It's definitely a fantastic way of pushing through some of those there's little niggly thoughts in our head around why we can't do something. So mm-hmm. thank you, Marina, for doing that. And thank you for being here today. I really appreciate this time chatting with you. I think we've covered some really good ground on the need for just needing to be a little bit more transparent and real online and, and really the value that can bring to each of us as, as a business. So really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Stacey. 
Oh, that was such a brilliant episode. I loved speaking to Marina. We always have the best conversations about just like how to be more real. All right, I want to cover off my top three attention grabbers from this episode. So my first attention grabber was talking about imperfections. So I like that we kind of went over why it's important to be as open and honest as possible, to show the real us, to have conversations about things that aren't always directly related to our marketing or you know our actual businesses the example that marina talked about there was like you know you wouldn't want to watch a tv channel that just showed advertising you want to see the actual program the actual stories so to be as real as possible and just not to worry about like being perfect you know we want to see the imperfections those are the things that actually give us the engagement rates that we're all looking for attention grabber number two Get a visibility buddy. I love this because I love accountability and I work so much better when I've got somebody that I can bounce off and say like, I've posted this today. Have you posted yours? And just to hold each other accountable. I've done this throughout my entire career before I even started a business. I had accountability partners in my workplace. It is something that really does work to keep you on track. So I thought that was great advice to seek out a visibility buddy. I love it. Attention grabber number three. Know that there are pretty low expectations right now. <laughs> I, I thought that was a really good point because, you know, people can get a little bit bogged down in, you know, making sure we've got the right production kit and what kind of camera should I be filming with and which microphone am I using and do I need to have this edited? And actually the reality of our current situation following, you know, the COVID pandemic is that we're used to seeing people now without the hair and makeup, you know, without the professional tech we're just seeing behind the scenes with a messy, you know, house behind them. They're they're washing, hanging up in the corner. Like that has become normal. And so I thought that was really a brilliant point because, you know, expectations are lower from our customers and our clients. We don't have to have a really high end polished piece of content that actually doing something a little bit low end on the production side of things is a lot more authentic and real. So no excuses, people. Let's just get out there and do it. Huge thank you to Marina for being here today. I highly encourage each of you to go and check out the real life of brands. She always shares really interesting content. And as I mentioned, every Tuesday at 8.15, she does an Instagram live where she's interviewing lots of different people on many of the things that just hold us back. So definitely recommend, go check that out, go give her a follow and we'll see you next week. 